Welcome back to the Daring Poppy channel, everyone. This is a tall poppy chiming back in with a wee transmission and an extra warm hari mai to our international listeners. Today's the 4th of April 2021 and it's been a long four months since I last recorded. And just let me say that it's been with good reason that I've had to abstain. I've really just been reeling in shock with the fallout of probably human behaviour would be what I'd say most of all. Uh, we've had the fallout from the United States election and just, just not really having certain outcomes that we would have hoped for after such a long arduous journey but um, as always we're keeping the faith and it's all with good reason and I'm ever more reassured that is all is in hand and I just like to reassure everyone that I've been working hard behind the scenes archiving and no information goes to waste in my neck of the woods. I've, I've got a, an amazing stockpile of uh, wonderful chronological information covering all the bases that I've loved to keep an eye on and at this stage it will just have to remain that way. I, I won't be able to catch up to a large degree um, but that's not to say it, it won't surface at some point but for now, really, I'm just going to dip my toe in the water just to really encourage everyone with hopefully some pearls of wisdom that have helped to keep me strong and it really feels like it's a time to just refresh the screen, just dust some of those tools off in our toolkit and just really like to share a little bit of the modus operandi that I'm using at the moment to keep things navigating with a, an even keel. Um, I, I would really like just to emphasise the word shock and the reverberation of just the most lowest level of human behavior that I think we could have ever encountered as a species and what troubles me as a mother the um, regular listeners to this channel will know it's always been about the the vulnerable in the world and protecting children and those without a voice and what's concerned me most is that with the adult behavior that I've witnessed, it, it just causes me great concern that our little folk aren't being looked after the way that they should be and the guardianship is remiss. So let's just hope that we can just keep encouraging each other, those that still have eyes to see and ears to hear. Now, Winding up from back on in November last year, the sound quality on my computer was fading out and 
I had no control over that. And in the end, the sound went completely on my computer. And I had that reloaded. It was Windows sound that had gone. And when I got my computer back, the it was worse than ever. And I did try and attempt to get that remedied, but was told that, that that's just what Windows had to offer and it was completely unsatisfactory. So I've inadvertently replaced my computer now and hope that we'll be able to get on with a little bit more um, high-end recording. And saying that, I've had several attempts with, with getting this one um, on the road today, there's still been some unusual interference, so hopefully this this one I'm recording right now is going to be clear when I go back to, to replay it. So where I'd just like to start off really today is with what I've really used as a working I'm going to use the word model in my personal life. This is going to be on a quite a personal level, a bit of a reflection. I've really moved to a position of being on the outside looking in, of, I say, back in when I recorded Mother of a Mission, I talked about how raising children was, was twofold. We have our, our culture that we raise our children with and our ethics within the home, but we're part of that out, outside culture. We've got to move out into the outer world. So I talked about how our culture in New Zealand has been seriously affected by the global culture and particularly to do with the American culture and likened that to a petri dish. So for me, just speaking metaphorically, it was a matter of getting, getting stepping outside the subjectivity of that Petri dish because I didn't like the culture. It was toxic and infectious and germ-ridden and very um, counterproductive given the the model that, that I was aiming to instill in, in our home. So, so looking on that as the culture that we were being served up and that had was had taken a very strong hold here in Aotearoa was was all caught up in subjectivity and confusion of principles. So got to step out of that. And when you do that, you become objective. So you're not in that whirlpool of energy that's, that's I see, pulling you down. So once you can get a foothold and be on the outside looking in, you can start to really 
have have more of a an opportunity to work on another model. And what I'd just like to focus in on today, I'm feeling I'm not even sure that I'm going to resume podcasting the way that I was last year. We'll just have to wait and see. Things are very overwhelming with the material that I have on my table at the moment and uh, often over the last four months I, I seriously have not felt like I could have podcasted anyway and I'll go but sort of liken it back to a saying that my grandmother used to say which was if you haven't got anything good to say don't say anything at all so at the moment I'm not feeling like I will resume but I just would like to refresh the screen as I say with some words of encouragement and information that hopefully others will find helpful to just get 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 their listing ships if, if they're um, feeling that way back back onto an even keel so talking about working models I, one of the things that I found myself saying all those years ago, sort of probably a decade into motherhood, which would have brought us up to the year 2000, that I stopped taking what I was seeing seriously. And that was a real, that really actually helped me to remove myself emotionally from the turmoil and the disappointment of what I was witnessing and that was to do with moral erosion and children not being looked after and being exploited. So I, I have that saying that I basically don't take foolish behaviour seriously and a fool in the dictionary means weak-minded behavior. So with that in mind, I I needed to work out the broader context of what that meant. I'd become aware that the money system was actually just a big Ponzi scheme and we'd been really geared up particularly since, well, it was the Federal Reserve that, that got that ball rolling and the petrodollar, which we've all been under the influence of, um, that it's called usury and we were being used and that's what we needed to begin not taking seriously anymore. So with that another aspect wove into that and that was to do with how we're all caught up on ownership and owning properties and owning possessions and what that brought to light was that the purchase and sale agreements that we all sign have a fee simple wording on those documents which is trickery because we don't actually when we sign those documents have ownership of anything 
fee simple means that we are the occupier of the land, not the owner, and etc. So that's that's what I mean about not taking things seriously because it's part of the trick. So what we've got to really get our heads around right now is that it's actually an illusion and it is a rich man's trick and materialism was all about turning us into consumers and by design we, we shouldn't be consuming, we, we should be into preserving and that comes down to our environmental footprint. So if we're trying to be resourceful people, then we use less and we recycle, we conserve, and we do all the things that we should do to actually live a sustainable existence and lead by example. And um, that ends up being a win-win scenario for everyone. So... With that in mind, the new working model that I worked with was based on not taking the lie, the trickery, the illusion seriously, but working on what I did take seriously. So something that came along over the years that's really helped me is it's a, it's um, this is about identifying the enemy and then once you know that enemy you can play them at their own game and there's the name Kobayashi Maru which is about when we're entering into that's used as a, a um, Star Trek funnily enough really played on that and with good reason, um, science fiction is about to be proven to be, um, well, fact, fact is actually about, is, is about to be proven more real um, than what science fiction would have us believe. So a Kobayashi Maru is when we enter into a situation that's dire and it can look like it's, it's a lose-lose situation. So the ultimate is to flip it and turn it into a win-win situation. And I'm going to put a link in today, which really, it's, it's, um, there's plenty to look at on YouTube, but I've discovered an amazing lady called Jessie Gender. And funnily enough, it was only just in March this year that she put a really concise overview of what, what a Kobayashi Maru is and she's she's taken a whole lot of clips out of some Star Trek archives and woven it together really beautifully and it's very encouraging right now and it's about cha when we're in a simulation we, we, we've got to really work with the simulation but I know what I did in my own personal life was I actually changed the simulation within the simulation. I, I got another working model happening because we've got to be a part of what's happening culturally on this planet, but that saying, be part, be in it, but not of it. So I know that 
for me personally, it's worked. And I'd just like to encourage other people to go and have a look at that and just just start to get a feel for just what how powerful we are and along in alignment with that years ago when I was just delving in a, to do with a little bit more with all of the um the topic of simulation I stud I, I, I stumbled onto a very cool man and he, I'm just looking for my notes, bear with me. Um, yes, it's off a site called MATLAB. This goes back to the 20th of December 2012. What is simulation? Featuring Dr. Richard Gran, and he's a retired director of Advanced Concepts, Grumman and a member of the Apollo Lunar Module Digital Autopilot design team. And that's just a really short clip where he explains very succinctly what a simulation is. And he's basically just saying that, that really we can call them thought simulations. And a simulation is creating a model that you can manipulate to answer a question. So this is very powerful right now. And it just rolls in beautiful with the Kobayashi Maru. You need to identify the, your environment. You need to um, identify that working model and who, who you're dealing with. So piece by piece we can get a bigger picture and an overview to start empowering ourselves to get get a new model running and before we know it we've actually got a whole new simulation that's going to kick in so on that note what I've really considered my own home to be is, I've talked about it in the past, like the Situation Room, which is the West Wing at the White House in America where they go in, they've got all the information out there, you've got your plan of attack, you've got the highest intel you can have on your table because it is it is warfare that we, we're unfortunately having to deal with right now a world at war and I'm going to put another link in today off a channel and it's to do with bear with me actually I might not have written it on the piece of paper I have with me right now but it's it's about the some movies that have been released since 2013 and it's just some short clips showing how Hollywood have tried to do some predictive programming with there is a, um, a Star Trek movie there's um, World War Z is another one and really, these short clips that are showing what Hollywood was trying to 
to instill in us through this predictive programming, I see it as the Z standing for zombie. And we're at war with, with a zombie mentality. So that's that's going to be quite pertinent when we factor in what we're talking about here. Because the erosion has been on consciousness. And we know, we've talked about how consciousness informs our perception of reality. And if we're not knowledgeable and aware of our true sentientness, then we're, we're low functioning and we're actually defunct. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we're powerless and we turn into what we come back to is this usury and the modus operandi, this communist agenda, which is ultimately a takeover of the planet, is all about, they've had terms for those of us that they're using and the one the people in positions of power that they use to manipulate us which is through governmental authorities and whatnot the communists or the um the controllers if you like call those people that they use useful idiots and then the lower echelon which is the people and the masses are called useless feeders so we're trying to get away from this usury and regain our sentientness and knowing that we are very powerful divine beings and then we can flip it we can flip the narrative and we can get our hands back on the reins and really totally run on a whole new simulation if you want to call it that um, now, this this is actually coming back to divine wisdom because when the Nag Hammadi was discovered, these ancient scrolls in these caves back in Egypt in 1945, and they were, the Nag Hammadi was deciphered, they are Gnostic texts, ancient wisdom texts, of mystery teachings. And that's based on the teachings of Sophia wisdom, which is the goddess wisdom. And that's all about models. It talks in there. John Lamb Lash is an amazing scholar that wrote the book, Not in His Image. And the, the Gnostics talk about human beings being the, the beings on the planet that have the the consciousness ability to actually build models like no other species on the planet. So it's all coming home to roost. We've got to get back to knowing that we're model builders and we're great builders and we can really come back into our, our own through that awareness and understanding. And... Something sad that I've heard introduced a lot recently, which just makes my heart sink. There's this, these people that are trying to bring back, rightly so, um, common law, which is once again a good thing because we've got 
Admiralty Maritime Law, the law of the seas ruling our land, and that's why we've got piracy. We've had a, um, it's a maritime war being waged because the, 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 the laws of the high seas have, have come to reign, the laws of the high land. And a lot of these people that are bringing that awareness out are saying that we shouldn't use the word understanding because that means you're playing along with that mad admiralty maritime law that it's about the ownership of the of the land that you stand on so you don't want to be honoring what's under you and the word understanding is kind of getting lumped in with that and I've got a big problem with that and that's to do with the fact that one of the, the most ancient axioms, which is know thyself, is to do with uh, the above comes from below, the below from above. It is the work of the miracle of the one. So inadvertently, we've got this awakening about the fact that we should go back to common law, which is aligned with natural law, and yet we've got a, we've actually got a an erosion of a truth at the same time that we we don't use the word understanding. So I'd just like to make that really clear. Understanding is actually inner standing. We need to go within and and then we know the the the, the wherewithal. So that's a really important takeaway right now at this moment in time power of the word is everything and the power of understanding is everything and it comes back to um, understanding actually means know thyself understand thyself and I've mentioned this previously but I'll quote it again when understanding joins will and wisdom in the form of divine love it completes the creative triad forming a triangle of power. It is only through understanding that we can manifest the power of wisdom and divine love in our lives. So that kind of rounds that all together, hopefully. Um, and I'd just like to post a piece of music today. I'm going to draw upon Chris Cornell's musical score that he got asked to write for the movie The Promise, which was to do with the plight of um, the Middle Eastern people, to do with the the um, Ottoman Empire. And that's a beautiful piece of music. And if a picture, you know, could um, paint a thousand words, that is it. It's very thought-provoking and moving to, so um, it's a real honour to honour Chris Cornell, the late Chris Cornell, and just all the degradation and heartache that's occurred throughout the Middle East over the, the millennia, really. And um, let that just be a real message to help support today's message. Um, and also rounding off, there's 
from the Nakamadi, there's a quote from the Gnostics that when we're facing our enemy and we keep this win-win, it's a, a beautiful prayer that they have, which recognises our, our um, adversary, if you like. I realise that you are a cousin species to me. You, you are not alien. I will not call you alien. I will not point the finger. I will say you are alien, but you are my cousin alien. And your source is in the divine Sophia, as is my source. And I take refuge in the divine Sophia. And I leave you to your world. Okay, so amen to that. Um, I will be back to follow on. Um, this is pretty much a setup for some other things that I'd like to share with you. And wish everyone lashings of Arahanui for the moment. And it's been a real pleasure to be back. This is a tall poppy chiming off for now. <laughs>